1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by my buddy Rich Rebar. As always, uh, not on Friday this week, though we are here on a Wednesday. Getting it out of the way with uh, holiday season, uh, we don't. We didn't think our families would be that jazzed about us uh, recording a fantasy pod or a football podcast on Friday mornings. And and we have all the games now. We have all the games that we uh, that we can pick against. And the Friday game is one of mine. So that's pretty solid. Rich, man, how are we, how we feeling about this week?
0: Oh, man, I feel good about the slate. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But there was a, a lot of more than five games that I like, definitely, uh, that I'm looking at, even just from us without even getting game totals involved. Cause I love, you know, I always talk to people. I love betting game totals. But uh, there's a lot of sides I like, too. Uh, you know, I did bet, you know, the, the the Jets got us again. You went against the Jets two weeks ago, and I was with the Rams, and they got they straight up lost to the Jets. Uh, that, that had to be I, – I forget what it was. It was the second largest upset, like, in NFL history, like in accounting for, like, you know, spread and, like, team. I saw somewhere, which was crazy because we talked about it on the show last week, just the – the statistical disparity between those two teams and where each was good and bad was what makes it even such more of an outlier. Uh, but you know, when you have Jared Goff involved in on one side, you never know what can happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff. I mean, he is, uh, he is the goof. He he definitely does um, make it happen. And the Jets this week, I, to me, this is a non-bettable line because the Browns uh, it, it's uh, the stoppable force meets the, uh, the very movable object, you know, you just never know what's going to happen in a Browns game. So uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and start with your number five.
0: Uh, my number five is going to be a Saturday game, and it's a lot okay. of points, so I'm not, like, in love with it, but uh, it's the Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, just looking at this Lions team, you know, with Stafford not being healthy and, you know, the – you know, the last five weeks for this team, you know, they they get shut out by the Panthers on the road. They on Thanksgiving we picked against them. They lose by sixteen. Are never in it against the Texans team to that point and only beaten the Jaguars. They're down ten with two minutes to go against the Bears and pull that one out with that with the strip sack. Uh, they're down, you know, to the Packers big, and then they get a light backdoor cover. And then last week they're not even competitive against the Titans. Uh, so I mean, I just look at this as one of those games where the Bucs will probably do their their tampa bay thing where they don't really play great for a section of the game but the lions just aren't really a matchup for they really can threaten them you know the the buccaneers are not good at running the football but the lions are bad at defending the run they're terrible against defending the pass brady should have all day they don't rush the quarterback on any level uh it should be a game where the bucks can handle business but you know on the road minus eight and a half uh I wish I felt a little bit better about it, but I do think that this is a game where the Bucks look like a, uh, one of those teams that, that, that deserves to be there, unlike um, they did for the first half last week.
1: Yeah, I I like this one partly for the Buccaneers and partly because I just think the Lions are just one of those teams that's destined to lose every game by ten points for the rest of the season. This is, Fournette Fournette is gonna is gonna get there, right? Like in this game, like he just he he's gonna get you know like two rushing touchdowns or whatever because Ronald Jones uh, is out with the coronavirus. I mean, what a, what a brutal what a brutal way for the the Fournette faders. I have a I have a bet where I bet. Leonard Fournette outside the top 30 running backs in PPR. And uh, I mean, he was a game day inactive in week 14, and now he's yep. going to get there. He's going to get there, which is incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the, the way we're in the NFL, every NFL season's weird, but the way this has all gone down, you're inactive, then Ronald Jones is, they commit to him, he plays well, breaks his pinky, has COVID. Fournette's back up he didn't really play great last week I mean the Falcons. no he
1: he played bad
0: (laughs) yeah the Falcons are legit like good against the run too they have been all year but you know when you have a guy that just gets carries and has goal line opportunities like you have the opportunity to do what he did last week fall into the end zone twice but now he gets a pretty good matchup I mean they're still not a great running team so I you know the thing about Ronald Jones is like he was he wasn't a great efficient runner but he would provide like big plays. Where yeah. like, Fournette, Fournette doesn't like he had that one long run early this season against the Panthers. But like, what other play did you see like any explosion from Leonard Fournette? Like, Ronald Jones has like a, a nice sample of those plays where like he's giving you like he's not giving you a lot of efficient runs on every down to down basis. Nick Chubb's like that too. Like Nick Chubb's like success rate is not good, but like he gets so many splash play runs it makes you know just he it, 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 it inflates his yard per carry and makes him look incredible. Ronald Jones wasn't Nick Chubbian, but like he at least was giving you splash plays. I don't know if Fournette like that i think Fournette, this might be a game where just Fournette runs like four to six yards at a time and gets there but uh it's a great matchup i mean no one's allowed more touchdowns to running backs than the lions uh he's basically he has
1: to be an rb1 this week uh which oh is, easily uh, it's, yeah it's,
0: it's tough it's tough to say but we're here
1: yeah um all right my number five minnesota vikings plus seven Drew Brees should not be given seven points to anyone who can score 21. Like, and and I think, I mean, the Vikings have so many good offensive players. Um, Kirk is, you know, for all of his faults, playing very well this year. Dalvin Cook. uh, Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Like, the Vikings would score so many more points if they replaced Dalvin Cook with, like, a really, really good slot wide receiver. Like, if you you traded Dalvin Cook for uh, Tyler Boyd, like, just an absolute smash for the Minnesota Vikings. But – Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen just create points. Irv Smith Jr., above average receiving tight end. The offensive line has played solid this year. Uh, The young rookie cornerbacks, you know, like all the Vikings secondary players were super young to start the year. They're all playing, you know, pretty close to league average right now. I mean, Drew Brees just shouldn't be giving seven points to anyone who can score three touchdowns. That's like the basic thesis behind this play, and I feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, I got this one, too. I had this one as my three. Uh, just too many points, I think, to, to lay here. Uh, the Vikings obviously went into New Orleans and beat them in the playoffs a year ago. And we've seen it with Dalvin Cook now two weeks in a row. I mean, granted, the Bears aren't like a daunting matchup, but, you know, two weeks ago, they go to Tampa and they're able to establish him. You know, uh, against, yeah. it's in like a similar matchup where it's like, you know, a team that's awesome against the run. They're a little bit of a pass funnel. But the Vikings are going to do what they do. I mean, he came out and had over 100 yards against the Bucks. Uh Last year when these teams played, uh, you know, he had 130 yards, and two two touchdowns and 31 touches. Like, they're, they're – like, Dalvin Cook's usually probably going to get his. He's not a guy that's really going to give you, like, caught holding the bag with, like, 40 rushing yards really ever because uh, it's just not what they do and they'll commit to it. And then you talk about the receivers – they can win. I mean, uh, sure. Yeah, and then, and then the other side of the ball is if anyone watching in mean, the first half of that game, Drew Brees was a nightmare. Uh, you know, he kind of took advantage of some prevent. You know, he had this obviously the, the the slip screen and the blown coverage. Like he didn't really do. It's not like anything Drew Brees did. It was like any Drew Brees acumen that like that resulted in that touchdown um yeah I just think it's too many points I think the Vikings hang around uh definitely Kirk Cousins is one of those guys Kirk Cousins had a way better year than people maybe that's just a Kirk Cousins's career in a nutshell that he's just performed better than he'll ever be given credit for but uh, he has played pretty well but they keep losing these games um in the end but uh, I think that seven's too many
1: Yeah, well, isn't Kirk Cousins like the seventh highest graded PFF quarterback or something like that? I mean, they they always kind of grade him high relative to where um, other places have him. But yeah, I mean, he he's having a good year, and like this is a spot where people think Kirk is bad. This is obviously the Christmas Day game. Like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like mentality stuff going on here, uh, impacting this line. So yeah, it it felt like a pretty solid bet to me.
0: And we're, we're back to this early season thing with the Saints where, I mean, I mean, grant Michael that Michael Thomas just opens up a little bit more, but, like, none of these yeah. guys get open, man. Like, none of sure. these guys get open. I mean, you, they were boxed, dude. They're, they were snuggied up last week in that Chiefs secondary. There was just no, nobody can get open on that team. Um, unless they can scheme stuff. I remember, early in the season, when everyone was bagging Drew Brees because like his A dot was a little bit lower, they were just pumping stuff through Kamara. They didn't even really do that on Sunday. Like I thought Kamara's workload in the passing game was going to be much heavier than what it was, especially considering the match against the Chiefs. They I mean, Brees
1: Breeze couldn't even hit him on the the signature Kamara play, like the the little sprint route where he tosses it over the the lineman said It was the first play they ran in the game, and Drew Brees threw it over his head, couldn't get it. I mean, it's just it was a nightmare.
0: Because the one thing with the Vikings is their defense is deplorable. And, you know, it's just like, are the Saints wide receivers really going to be able to take full advantage of it? And it's, and Traquan might not even play either. So it's like, it's highly questionable uh, to just think it's just going to be a complete boat race.
1: Yeah. All right. What is your number four? Uh, My number
0: four. And, you know, we, you know, we said a couple weeks ago, we were never going to do it. Then we went back to it and they've actually covered two in a row now. Uh, I'm going to the Chargers again. Okay. 20, yeah. 2020. Love it. 2020 deserves more pain, uh, but they've covered two in a row, and you know I bet them twice. Bet them twice in a row, they've covered. So maybe we're, we're we're turning the corner here. I mean, Anthony lynn's going to do something dumb. We know that. But when these two teams played the first time, it was the same line minus three, only on the road in Denver, and the Chargers were up 24 to three, and that was the they like like let them come back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, that's like kind of the snowball. I don't know if that's going to happen again. I would doubt it does. They have Austin Eckler back this time. The defense is playing better. They've got Chris Harris. Uh, I just don't. I'm just at the point too where we talked about last week when we took Buffalo. Like, I'm just going to lay short lines against Drew Lock. I don't really even care like who the opponent is. If if I'm hundred like, percent agree. Only, if, yeah. If I'm only giving three against Drew Lock, I'm just going to do that. So I'm going to the Chargers. Three weeks in a row. They've they've made up uh, for the last last two weeks. I'm going through them again.
1: Yeah. Uh so this one was on my list as well. Um I think it was my it was my number 2. But just it, it, yeah, first off, you're getting um Drew Lock on the road. You're getting Justin Herbert and if even if like the 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 Broncos are one of those teams where like okay, maybe you give the the Broncos a point in terms of coaching in terms of being better than Anthony Lynn, but it's not like Bill Belichick, right? Like it's not it's not like uh you know, it's not like one of those things where you're expecting uh, the the Broncos coaching staff to be so much better than the Chargers coaching staff. And the Chargers are just better, right? Like the, the strength of the Broncos is they have all these incredible pass catchers. They have Hamler and Judy and fan and even Tim Patrick's good. And Melvin Gordon is like a good pass catching running back. Like, but that stuff isn't really going to matter against the Chargers because all their offensive weapons are good. And the Chargers have 10 days rest, which I think is going to be pretty big for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So yeah, let, let's end the year. Let's end the year with Anthony Lynn
0: one more time. <laughs> and the Broncos just have – they they've lost five defensive backs the past three weeks. We've seen it on Saturday last week. Uh, like, they, they were just playing just guys off the street. And it's tough. I mean, And, and granted, you know, that was – you know, they're going against Stephon Diggs. But uh, they just have no bodies in the back. And we've seen some of these, like, these cluster injuries, like, take impacts of the course of the season. We saw with the Eagles last week, which the, their whole secondary's out. That's where Denver is. Like, their entire secondary is out. And we've seen the Raiders uh, against Justin Herbert, even when they had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen not really play, uh, just guys were open every play. Uh, you know, and when you have, you're just missing this many bodies this late in the season. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you for sure. All right, so I will go with um, my next one, and it is the Houston Texans minus eight. So I I thought this is my this would be my number 4. So I thought about this for a long time and I realized like there's a big overreaction to them to to the Bengals beating the Steelers on national TV because the Texans offense is good. They can score points where they have trouble is the defense is not very good. Specifically their run defense is really bad, but that is just not going to matter once they're up 10 points on the Cincinnati Bengals. And, like, let's just say I don't buy Ryan Finley as, like, uh, a, a warrior quarterback who's going to drag a non-talented offense to uh, a backdoor cover here against the Houston Texans. And I'm, you know, a big believer in my guy Deshaun Watson. Like, this, this just feels like overreaction to the Bengals. Like, I, I think this should be, like, 9 or 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was, it's definitely an overreaction because, one, I think the Steelers were just over, have been overrated for a month. And, you know, they keep getting these huge lines. And they haven't covered any of them, even going into Monday night. You know, they were what – they were huge – they were huge favorites. Washington, they got bet down before the kick. They were huge favorites against the COVID Ravens uh, on that Wednesday game. They just didn't cover any of these spots. Uh, And then, I mean, Ben and this offense, man, it's just – this offense is – it's a joke, man. They can't push the ball downfield. They can't run the ball. The reason they have to throw short, too, is because they're not even good in pass protection. I mean, the Bengals' defense is all over them. Like, there wasn't even a point in that game where, like, you felt good about what the Steelers were doing or, like, some fluky plays. Like, the Bengals were literally just smothering their offense. It was the Bengals. It was the Bengals were smothering them, uh, you know. Because, I mean, the defense, like, whatever, you give up the short field touchdown, you live with that. But the, the, the entire Bengals defense was just smothering the Steelers' offense. And, like, that can't happen, man. Uh, so, I mean, they were, they've were they been overvalued. Uh, it's probably an overvalued spot for the the Bengals. Um uh, definitely love deshaun watson too i don't have this one on there just because it's just a lot of points for the for a bad team but uh, a lot of points for a bad team and i'm not against it though
1: yeah uh i'm yeah i i just like i don't feel that great about it but i i do this is like um this is kind of like a theory bet where i'm just like the Bengals are overvalued after that game like even if it's by a point um i just i really do not buy it um from the Bengals, so and this is the team they're playing you know i i would prefer them to be playing a better team a stronger team a non steelers team but uh you know what can you do all right what is your i guess this would be your number three
0: uh my two uh so okay. I have two left okay i'm going to cardinals i know this is gonna be probably paying too uh
1: but they did cover last week um no this one feels this one <laughs> feels pretty good
0: yeah I mean you just got this Niners team they were eliminated last week against the Cowboys they've been playing so bad uh without Jimmy since the 49ers got Jimmy Garoppolo uh in 2017 they're 24-9 and in games he has started average 28 points per game they're 5-16 and in the games he hasn't started since they got him only 21 points per game uh CJ Bether is going to be getting the start here it looks like Kittle's going to play for some reason I don't really know why but you know, Raheem Mostert's out. I mean, this 49ers team, just had so, they've been so injured. They do not have a lot to play for. This Cardinals team does. They're at home. Are both teams at home now? Is this a double home game? I don't even know what, what qualifies for it. But the Cardinals have everything to play for. Niners really don't. I know that's not really a, a reason to say that it's bettable. But also, when you look at the Cardinals, even going back to last year, remember, they've covered in three straight against the Niners anyways. Uh, when the Niners were regarded as good and had this healthy, awesome defense, the Cardinals gave them problems all, each of the past three games, week one this year and then two games last year when the 49ers were a Super Bowl team, Arizona gave them problems and took them to the wire um, in all three games and outright won in week one this this season. Uh, Russia mobile quarterbacks have always given the 49ers trouble due to scheme. Uh, you know, they only rush, they only rush four. Guys got the gates. Um, we've seen that uh, You know Josh Allen – uh, Russell Wilson all those guys give them problems um, and then any top quarterback the 49ers have faced has torched them anyways Too Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers
1: yeah uh, so that's I a it's... that's a that's a big key for sure
0: <laughs> so I mean I just look at it and it looks like a mismatch on paper then in the factor of like just what teams have motivation and then just you know obviously talent left on the field at this point uh, I just think the 49ers are are pretty snake bit at this point and if you can't beat the Cowboys uh, I'm not going to pick you to beat a, a team going to the playoffs
1: yeah, uh, so I'm I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I five points feels like not that great because that leaves the back door open. But you know, we're down to the third string quarterback here. Uh, Kyler is running again and looking a little bit better throwing the ball too. Um, you know, that was something you and I talked about on the show earlier. Is that he he really has kind of been league average passing, but been a little bit better the last two weeks. Um, so you know, that's a that's a good sign. I I do like this one. Um, as well yeah I, I like it quite a bit so my next one is uh and i, I have a, a big line as my number one uh my number two is the miami dolphins minus three playing at the las vegas raiders i, I think we're gonna get Devonte parker mike gasicki and jakeem grant back this week grant is whatever he basically has about the same right. on-field impact as bowden but the offense is a lot worse i think without gasicki and without parker and i'm i am projecting them both to be back this week and it's kind of i we talked about it last week like i just don't i'm i want to bet against the raiders i think it's all a house of cards and by the way henry Ruggs missing for them it doesn't matter so much in terms of like rugs stats but they just don't have anyone who can do what he does he runs the clear out stuff no one is close to as fast as him they don't have another good jet motion guy like rugs is super important to their offense i think he's worth like a point or a point and a half um Or half a point, not a point and a half, but yeah, I mean, I, I, and the, the Dolphins defense has been fantastic and Tua is the perfect kind of quarterback to take in games like this, right? Where it's going to be pretty low scoring. You want to win the turnover battle. You want to run the ball a ton. Like I don't want Tua against uh, Kansas City. I don't want Tua against the the Packers, but I do want him here because he just is really not going to make any mistakes.
0: Yeah, and you were on it last week. You were on them too. And he just did that's yep. what he did. I mean, just uh the Alex Smithian way of, you know, not get a lot of passing yards, don't make mistakes, uh just you know, what let the other team get some turnovers. That's kind of where we are, too. And, and, and it's also, too, like, we've got a week now where, like, they know Mariota's going to start, where Mariota, Mariota comes in that game cold on Thursday, and the Chargers just are prepared for Derek Carr. They have no idea how to defend anything. that, that You know, they ran to some nice uh, RPO stuff with Mariota, and he threw a dime in yeah. the wall or two for a touchdown. But we've seen, like, a, a lot of guys coming off uh, off the bench. Like I would love to see Mariota turn his career around, though. I would love to see him have, like, a Tannehill experience because he was such a good quarterback prospect on paper, you know just like an objective prospect i would love to see him find a, a second a second lifeline uh so i am rooting for him too but yeah I mean, the dolphins have just been a great bet one they're the, the league's best teammates in spread this year 11 and 3 if you've been betting dolphins games this year it's been profitable you've done well uh they're also 4 and 1 as a favorite
1: uh like this one a lot yeah um yeah i mean uh tua whatever i hope he really gets in the lab this offseason cuz he ate, he does show um some like moments where you're like oh shit like he's looking he looks good like he'll he'll make a move in the pocket or something and you're like oh yeah you know we see what people were so excited about him for in general and then but then the overall product is you're like dude they just do not throw for that many positive plays like they really just grind it out so hard um all right so what is your number one
0: I mean, I'm, you know, last year at the end of the show, like me and you, like we always just kept picking like the Ravens and the chiefs because they kept winning us money. And like, yep. I'm just going to keep picking our bills. Like they're the chiefs of this year. I, I just, just going to keep going with it. And this is the, the, you know, we, I think I, I was on with you before season and we talked about when Brady left, it was the Ozymandias moment for the, the patriots and like, yeah it's played out and they're already talking about maybe cam newton doesn't play the whole game but, you know will he even start at all we're at that mode but it's not about the patriots it's about our bills and the bills are just doing like we said a couple weeks they're just doing everything we would want to do um they're a mismatch to find gilmore's out in this game they played a close game these times uh when these teams played earlier in the year but remember they played in like that crazy like hellacious wind they only threw 18 times in that game the bills by far their fewest pass attempts season, in the season uh they ran at the highest uh, run rate they had during the weather and they still won that game josh allen threw for almost nine yards attempts still in on those small samples you know uh I just think that they're just – the way the Bills are operating and the way the Patriots are operating at this point of the season couldn't be could be further away from each other. I mean, the Patriots have scored a touchdown in the past two games. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just going to keep picking the Bills because uh, it's been really fruitful, and I just believe they're a supremely better team, and uh, they've won me so much money I'm going to keep going back to them.
1: Okay, so I do really like this one, um, and it – uh, it should have been on my list, actually. Now that I'm now that I'm looking at it, because I just don't believe I mean, he has it seven in points. the Patriots. I think
0: the Dolphins is a more sound bet than than this. But, at the <laughs> so
1: I also think that I need Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in so many of my seasonal contests. Um, like all like uh, I have a main event team that yeah can make uh, I think another two thousand dollars if we if we up a rung. Um, we have Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen in the Silver Bullet, which is NFC's high-stakes single-entry thing. Like, I just need so much from Josh Allen in this last week. I need the Patriots to stay competitive. Like, that's my my biggest need for this weekend. So, I think maybe I'm kind of anti-jinxing myself here. My number one is the Baltimore Ravens minus 11 points at home to the. New York Football Giants. I'm assuming Cole McCoy starts. I don't really think mm-hmm. it matters. The Giants are just like a terrible matchup for the Ravens because the Ravens aren't going to let them run at all. They're super opportunistic in terms of generating turnovers. Uh, and and you know Daniel Jones turnover machine. Cole McCoy not exactly great at protecting the ball either. But then they'll just be able to jam it. They'll just be able to run like crazy, right? Like Lamar and Dobbins and Edwards could all score here. Like they could all get over 20 DraftKings points. Like it, it's just gonna to be very easy for them to run the ball very easy for them to pad that lead in the second half because the Giants are so incapable of throwing the ball they're so bad throwing the ball it doesn't matter who the quarterback is and you know you're just you're just not going to catch up to games running Wayne Goldman you know in the line against the Ravens so I, I feel very good about this one.
0: And the two games that they've had Colt McCoy play, I mean, it—it's crazy because you just—they got Daniel Jones, and so none of us really regard Daniel Jones as you know some elite presence, but yeah, just the fact that he can actually is a little bit mobile, and what that how just how much that little bit of mobility helps that offense because they just can't do anything with Colt McCoy. I mean, look at the two games that they played with Colt McCoy. I mean. They've really generated nothing offensively outside of you know that Seattle. They, Wayne Gallman had that huge long run, uh, but they're not able to sustain drives because eventually Colt McCoy, when they have to keep dropping him back and throw, there's just not a lot there. And Sunday night they had no chance. I mean, they had no like they they threatened to score a touchdown really you know two times in the whole game, uh, which in the in today's NFL just isn't going to cut it, especially against a team like Baltimore who's now riding high. Uh, granted, you know the schedule has been kind to them, but you know. I mean I don't really think the Giants are going are going to be a team that really slows them down completely either. So I mean you have to be able to score uh you know in this game they're going to have to what score in the teens at least uh to cover yeah. a couple digit points and the, it's a tough ask I think at this point given the two games we've seen Colt McCoy play this season.
1: Yeah, no, I I'm I'm with you 100%. I mean I just I really don't see uh like it would just be either the Ravens totally lay an egg like to a degree that we don't imagine or just like some crazy fumble luck and like obviously you know football anything can happen 11 points is a lot of points but you know the Ravens they're uh, they're a lot better than the Giants and that's why you gotta lay 11 points so there we go what's uh what's your what's your big DFS take this week where are we where are we at?
0: Uh, I'm still like digging in, I mean, outside of games, I do think that it seems like a pretty obvious, like pivot to Miles Sanders week, especially cause you know, our boy hurts was yeah. awesome last week. Uh, but the thing about that game too is last week is that I just don't think Dallas can score like Arizona can. So like it's like that game getting to be like 35, 38 is probably a longer reach than it was last week where we knew Kyler and Hopkins were going to take advantage of all those pieces missing in the Eagles secondary. I think this game is like Dalton probably doesn't have that in him to, you know, kind of clap back at that and like go up big and make the Eagles chase points. So I feel like while everyone's going to pivot to Hurts, it's obviously a great spot for Hurts too. And I'm not saying Hurts is a bad play by any means. But Hertz was such an obvious play because they didn't up his price last week uh, yeah. from the week prior when he was just such a – he was a good cash game play week four too. Uh, but I think everyone's going to overexpose the Hertz this week when it's a game that's probably going to be tighter. Dallas is so bad against the run. I f- it feels like – a Miles Sanders week, but I've tried to make the Miles Sanders week happen a couple times this year to no avail.
1: He played a uh, we'll hundred. <laughs> he, he got a hundred percent of the running back touches last
0: week, dude. I know, man, and, and they ran some RPO stuff again. He just didn't pop a big one, but he still was effective. He didn't have like a huge home run game, but I feel like he's the pivot off of Hertz. Like that's like it, it feels kind of maybe it's too obvious, but uh, and hopefully we get Tony Pollard again to play. What a gift that was! He unlocked, oh my uh, god, he unlocked everything last it week. It was so Jared.
1: beautiful. Yeah,
0: I didn't like love my receivers like what I was coming into last week, and then when Pollard, you know, he was so cheap on both sides. You know, I got to go up to DeAndre Hopkins as my primary receiver. Yep. uh regular lineups. He opened up so much. And the thing about Pollard rizik and it's 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 not even a, a thing of uh, of of you know how, how much better he looked them. They used him differently. Like you, like they don't use Zeke like they use Pollard. Like they're create like Pollard gets. Not only does he get traditional running back touches, but he's getting you know swing passes in motion. He's getting stuff coming like yeah. Dalton, like Dalton missed like,
1: him. He he did get a you know a quote unquote garbage time touchdown. It really wasn't. But Dalton missed him wide open yeah. on a screen where he would have scampered forty yards and scored anyways.
0: My biggest thing, the, the Pollard versus Zeke thing, is just is just the way they use both of them. Like, this is an yeah. offense that clearly needs creativity, too, like, at this point of the season. And, like, the way they use Pollard was kind of a breath of fresh air. It's like, well, they weren't doing that with Zeke. Like, it, it, I mean, I don't even think he's incapable of doing some of this stuff. But, like, they were actually, you know, running cr- creative offensive plays last week for the first time in, I don't even know, man, like, eight, yeah. ten weeks, like, which was – which also unlocked the guy like Pollard's skill set, you know, who can who could be a good receiver and you know obviously he's got the tradition uh, the the uh, special teams background and getting him the the ball the way they did wasn't even just a, a just transition transit of property like here's all Zeke's touches to you. They used him differently.
1: Yeah, and uh <laughs> you know, shocker the offense looked better with him in there, you know. Uh it's kind of it's kind of how that works. Um yeah, I mean I think this week the the obvious angle is uh, Atlanta, Kansas City, right? Like that's gonna be the really popular well, the spot. The slate is whew, it's yeah, not it's the, not great. It's, but I mean, I, it'll I actually love play fun. It'll play yeah, fun. I love no Henry, no Adams. You know that's a you know yeah, not feeling like, no Dalvin. Yeah, um, I I think the the spot I'm finding myself sucked into is this this fucking Mitch Trubisky against bad pass mm. defenses thing. Uh, Fifty seven hundred. Komet mm. played a hundred percent of the snaps last week. Mooney's cheap yeah it's just and then it's you know and then you're whatever Jacksonville Jaguar bring back you want if you want one they're all free to um so it's just yeah it is it is looking like one of those trap spots and then the Bears lose outright to the Jags which would just be hilarious
0: yeah I mean we've got the uh you know David Montgomery RB1 season has been full effect the past month to credit yeah. Montgomery too I mean, he looks he looks a lot better. he looks too. good yeah yeah i mean the matchups have all lined up even for mitch too i'm really curious to see if they win out i don't think they're going to make the playoffs even if they went out just because the nfc i think the other teams are still have a, a edge on them but maybe the cardinals falter and blow some of these games uh but if they were to win out and if they if they would run back mitch and and even Nagy and just looking at this with without even like factor a and like oh mitch has always done this against all these teams um I'm real curious, but yeah, that, that bears onslaught was looking pretty good. Uh, the Jaguars, unlike the jets, I feel like are going to get this done and not win any of these games.
1: Yeah. Well, how about that dynasty outlook for our boy, LaVisca Chenault now with, uh, with, with yeah. Trevor Lawrence heading there. I mean, yeah. you, you want, you want a time to Trevor Lawrence for the next four years for sure.
0: I was either way. Listen, I'm still not ruling it out. He played awful on Saturday, but uh, like I still like what Justin Fields brings to the table too. I mean, all these quarterbacks, man. and We'll start digging into these rookies, you know, over the next few. Yeah, months, but I, yeah, all I bet, these guys I bet. are mobile this year. Lawrence yep. Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, um, they all they all can move, man. And it's they they're all mobile. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting, you know, bringing these guys all into the fold in the NFL and where the rest of these guys go because we know Fields and Lawrence will go high, but. You know some of these yeah. other guys have a good chance to hit I think too this year. I think there's like four or five guys that look like they've got they've got odds to be something something in the league.
1: Yeah. Uh all right everyone. What do we got what do we got over on Sharp Football, man?
0: just bringing it home week 16 hopefully everyone's gonna you know stock some stuffings with uh some fantasy championships and some get some dfs cash back this week that you used on gifts but it's it man it's the end of the line we're heading to the playoffs all my stuff will be free through the playoffs like the playoff worksheets and stuff so if you're playing dfs hit that up i don't know if we'll pick games or or anything what we're planning on doing but you know hey uh we're it man we made it happy holidays We did it. All right, everyone.
1: Thank you very much for listening. Uh, happy holidays, of course. Happy new year. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all back next week.